0: Y'all heard? Hey everybody. hey everybody!
1: This is y'all, y'all heard. heard podcast where me Marissa Phillips
0: and me Pete Phillips.
1: Guess what? We're not related.
0: Not or related. Married. And this is a podcast where two friends who are not related mm. try to find things in the world that might be related to nice. topics that you might relate to, and we try to make them relatable so that you can be related to the topic and we can be related by topics.
1: <laughs> you haven't turned off the podcast yet. <laughs> you didn't know you needed to know. You do You even want to say how you are.
0: I'm not good because I've been laying down. I've been laying down for what's today? Tuesday? Yeah. Thank God. I've been laying down for like two and a half days straight.
1: Did you take off work? No. Are you going to go to the doctor?
0: I'm going to try to not go to the doctor. Why? Because <laughs> I don't know what the doctor's going to do. Best case, the doctor gives me some muscle relaxers, but like might can relax my back. I just have to be laying down to do it. Okay. You can do a lot laying down.
1: Ha Ha ha! Okay, that's how you are?
0: So, there was one thing at work where I had to sit up, and it was, like, the 20 minutes that I could sit up for the morning, and I just did this one job because it was, like, really, really detailed, and I had to, like, stare at some stuff, but worked out well. How about you, Marissa? I think, I hope, you're doing better than me. Yeah,
1: I'm doing fine. I'm very sleepy. I don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> we just go to the ice right there.
0: Okay. I would, have been, I would have been shorter if you... What? I would have been shorter, so it didn't look like I was hogging the episode.
1: <laughs>
0: Man, no, I'm talking- is good stuff, isn't it? Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> um, I haven't had that
0: in a long time. Um, That's my yeah. plug. I'm doing my plug first. Hoggin' Daws. It's it's vanilla and it's got chocolate covered almonds. I'm pretty sure I plugged it on the show before. <laughs> Wait.
1: Are you saying all Haagen-Dazs ice cream is that? That's what it sounded like you just said.
0: No, no, no. It's it's a flavor.
1: Oh. Uh, fun fact. The same people who make Briars and Dryers ice cream also make Haagen-Dazs. Um, I would know. It's They're owned by Nestle, and I work for Nestle. I,
0: I would know. I went on a tour.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, no,
0: I would I, know, because I own all of them. <laughs> I
1: <I'm, laughs> Um, I, I don't not have anything because life is so bad. I just first of all, it's very late in the day, and by then I'm like not a human. But I went to the flower show with my family yesterday, but it was outdoors because COVID, and it was so hot that like I couldn't function.
0: Oh,
1: you couldn't function. Uh, I will say I always like to dress a little bit like themed with my event. So like I wore all purple to be like flat, like to have like a springy color look. And I went to this booth where they sold lavender and lavender body products. And they were like, oh, my God, you look so great. Oh, my God, you, you're you really blending with the product. Oh, would you like us to spritz you in the face with chilled lavender water? I was like, okay. And they were like, oh, would you like us to take a picture of you in front of our lavender wall? And I was like, okay. And then this lady's like, I love your outfit. You have real Lady Gaga vibes. Now... Ugh. Why this is notable is because this is the second time in my life I have been told I look like Lady Gaga. Neither time I think is appropriate. So, again, it was just me, just with a hat on and dressed in a purple skirt and purple sneakers. Nothing crazy, Lady Gaga. And the second time I was told uh, I look like Lady Gaga was at a truck stop in Allentown (laughs) when I was dressed like a Capcom fighting character from the game... Dark stalkers. so it's was just like a vampire. Nothing like Lady Gaga. So, that's all I have to say. Let's try an icebreaker.
0: Icebreaker. Uh, Marissa, this is a mm. question that's going to be a little strange, but...
1: <laughs> okay.
0: You don't have to have been there before. But do you have a fave? Like, you don't have to have visited it before, but... Do you happen to have a favorite monument or a notable association with a monument?
1: Okay. I think I'm capable of doing this, but can you answer first?
0: I think I would pick... um, uh... (laughs) 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 It just left my head. And it's (laughs) like I've never heard of it before now. (laughs) What? The one with the president's faces. (laughs) Uh Oh, Mount Rushmore? There you go. <laughs> nice.
1: Nice.
0: Okay. Um, just because I think I'd like to see a gigantic face made out of rock.
1: What the fuck? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Believe me, I understand that's nonsense.
1: Yeah, okay, as long as you understand. <laughs> also then, do you like any statue? Because isn't any statue kind of made out of rock? Oh, I mean... Marissa. Sorry,
0: These are enormous heads.
1: I mean, that's true. They would probably make me uncomfortable since enormous things make me uncomfortable. Oh! I guess this isn't a monument. Well, okay, I'm going to give you two. One is a Korean monument, which is Namsan Tower, which I don't even know why it's significant to the country. But uh, it played an integral role in the romance in the show... What the fuck is the show? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, Boys Over Flowers. So I made this huge trek on foot to Namsan Tower, not realizing how far it would be from where I lived in Korea. And I don't know what I was expecting. It was really underwhelming because I'm not in a romance show. Uh,
0: Oh, you weren't?
1: No. So then (laughs) that. Uh, But also, again, not really a monument. Though Since we're talking about gigantic things, I would say a notable spot that I've mentioned before is the exhibit in the Museum of Natural History's aquatic uh, section in New York City uh, of the sperm whale fighting a giant squid that upsets me to look at in person but also makes me want to look at it more because I like the feeling of upset I get. (laughs) That's all.
0: Speaking of... Upsetting monuments.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, today, because I am, I I don't think I made it clear. Maybe I did, but I am laying down. This is the first podcast I'm doing laying down, and um... because I'm laying down, it's like annoying to use a computer. I don't know. There's I'll, probably I'll, s-
1: off the top of your head.
0: There's probably some people who like do use computers laying down all the time, but. I'm sorry, what was your question?
1: Oh, like maybe laying to the side, but now are you looking at the sky? Yeah. Yeah, nobody uses a computer like that. Right. But unless they're like monsters. Anyway, continue.
0: Well, I have been a monster. And so (laughs) today I I dipped into um, stuff I'd like to talk about, but I never got a chance to yet. And today I was going to share with you. And if you already know about it, you're going to be like, yeah, I already heard of this. Uh, but I was going to talk about the Georgia Guidestones. Marissa, do you know what the Georgia Guidestones are? No. Good. Should I? I mean, some people have called them American Stonehenge.
1: Oh wait. <laughs> I feel like I heard that on last podcast recently, but I don't remember. But it's way it's way uh way more recent than. Well, never mind. That question's stupid.
0: <laughs> the Georgia Guidestones are a granite... By the way, pretty much all of this is from Wikipedia, but I also watched a one-hour-long documentary, independent film documentary, about the Georgia Guidestones today because, again, I can't move around. <laughs> so... um, Granite Monument, erected in 1980 in Elbert County, Georgia, in the United States of America. Again, I'm working from Wikipedia.
1: (laughs) Are you reading verbatim, line for line? Uh,
0: A set of ten guidelines is inscribed on the structure in eight modern languages, and a shorter message is inscribed at the top of the structure in four ancient language scripts
1: modern guidelines like like commandments?
0: Yes?
1: Question Ooh. mark. Oh, tell me.
0: The um monument is about 90 miles east of Atlanta, 45 miles from se- from Athens and non- 9 miles from
1: uh From Athens, Greece?
0: Athens, Georgia, sorry.
1: Oh, you got to specify that. <laughs>
0: Is <laughs> somehow it's forty-five miles away from Atlanta, Georgia.
1: That's why. It's but
0: so- nine miles away from Athens, Greece.
1: Just <laughs> wanted to make sure we're all on the same page.
0: The closest uh, city would be Elberton, Georgia. Okay. Not Elberton, Greece. There's okay. one slab that stands in the center, and there's four other slabs arranged around it. A capstone lies on top of the five slabs, which is astronomically aligned.
1: What is a capstone?
0: It just sits on top.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Like a cap on a bottle. Yeah. Unless the okay. bottle's flipped over. Okay. Uh, an additional stone tablet, which is set in the ground uh, a short distance away, provides some notes on the structure and the purpose of the guide stones. Sometimes referred to as American Stonehenge, the monument is 19 feet and three inches tall, and it's made from six granite slabs, and it weighs 237,746 pounds.
1: Uh, question. I mean, Stonehenge, we don't know who created Stonehenge, right? Yes. Do we know who created
0: this? Uh, Great timing, Marissa. Okay. In June of 1979, a man using the pseudonym R.C. Christian approached the Elberton Granite Finishing Company on behalf of, quote, a small group of loyal Americans. Uh-oh. Uh. <laughs> uh. And commissioned a structure. Christian explained that the stones would function as a compass, calendar, and clock, and should be capable of withstanding catastrophic events. Joe Fenley of Elberton Granite uh, assumed that Christian was a nut And attempted to discourage him by providing a quote for the commission, which was several times higher than any project the company had ever taken before, explaining Mm -hmm. that the Guidestones would require additional tools and consultants. To Fedley's surprise, Christian accepted the quote, and when arranging payment, he said that he represented a group who'd been planning the Guidestones for 20 years, and which wanted to remain anonymous.
1: Do we know the amount?
0: Of money? No.
1: Yes.
0: Um, it said ultimately it ended up costing $100,000. That's not that much. I mean, no, that's not,
1: not that much. I just,
0: in the 80s, uh, you know. But, yeah. I'll tell you one thing. You might be like, it's just six granite stones. I don't understand. Why would that yeah. cost a lot of money? And then when you watch the documentary, you see just how difficult it is to do what these people did in the 80s. And oh, okay. I know that the 80s isn't that far away. Thank you very much. I'm not that old.
1: <laughs>
0: but most of the stuff that seemed difficult is all done by computers now and, and okay. automation. So this next part is from a website called... I uh, I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> I think it's guide, guidestones.com or Guidestones. I don't know. It's a, It's an online web series that is built off of the George Guidestones, but it also has some history on it.
1: A web the, series? Like a TV show? Yeah. Okay.
0: It's just an inspiration. The official story offers a number of facts about the like Christian... A, I'm sorry?
1: Like a sitcom?
0: <laughs> it's not a sitcom. It's more like a... I believe the plot is two people are investigating a murder... And then somehow it gets tied to these mysterious guidestones and they uncover a deep conspiracy and, you know.
1: Mm, I was
0: hoping for a family comedy, but continue. Those dang guidestones. (laughs) Uh, The official story offers a number of facts about R.C. Christian. There are quotations, supposedly from the man himself, along with comments from Joe H. Fendley, Senior and Wyatt C. Martin, Wyatt C. Martin is the guy who works at the bank, and when um, R. C. Christian needed, like he had the money for the product for the project, but like somebody has to back you. Yeah. Like you can't just pay it out of cash. Um, Why
1: not?
0: I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So he is another person. Anyway, he when he talks to this Fendley guy. He goes, hey, where's a nearby bank that I can get a loan to do this project? And this guy, Wyatt C. Martin, is the guy who runs the bank. So he meets him and he goes, hey, listen, I can't be giving you a loan without a real name, dude. Like, you told me that R.C. Christian isn't your real name. I can't run a credit report on you (laughs) without a real name. So he tells Wyatt C. Martin his real name. And let's put a pin in that as a teaser for later in the episode. (laughs) Uh Fenley and uh, Martin are the only two people who have met R.C. Christian. Well, Martin is the only one who knows for sure his identity due to his position as the intermediary who handled the financing. Uh, Christian apparently stated, I only use this name, R.C. Christian, because I am a follower of the teachings of Jesus Christ.
1: This is weird.
0: (laughs) Well, okay. the description of the group that he represents, which is unattributed as the belief of the author or information given by Christian and or his group, assures that they are a small group of perhaps half a dozen people who believe in God and country.
1: This sounds like a cult thing. This sounds like a weird thing. I
0: don't
1: <laughs> have, have like do be, like, I don't know. It's just weird.
0: And this guy, Christian, is merely the, quote, visible spokesperson. apart from his religious belief Christian is described as having quote, served in World War II and described himself as a patriotic American in every sense of the word Uh, remember, that's not a good thing these days, this was the 80s so it was a little less creepy (laughs) Yeah. obviously a man of great wealth, he also appears to be well-traveled and intelligent
1: I bet he's (laughs) a Nazi
0: Marissa, keep that in mind Uh, whose travels to Europe impressed him with the many monuments throughout the countries that naturally included Stonehenge. Not to be confused with being too highfalutin, we also learn that his grandmother was originally from Georgia, and he said he once was a concrete worker. If it hadn't become apparent in my writing, not mine, but the person that I took this from, the description could not possibly be any more carefully constructed. A balance that keeps the monument and R.C. Christian as above board as possible with the local crowd for whom the entire message may seem to be, and does become seen as, an anti-Christian, anti-American promotion of the New World Order.
1: What? This whole thing is psychotic. (laughs)
0: because the other thing was like uh he has to you know like you can't just walk in someplace and throw up a 19 foot granite monument because people will tear it down because you didn't get you know the permits or the permission or what have you yeah um so he does end up getting land and everything like that and you might be like well if it's private land that he puts it up on you know what's the big deal anyway um to continue that thought very quickly uh To some extent, this can be understood as a valuable position for whomever created the monument and why the Christian pseudonym was taken, but also as much serving the interests of the Elberton Granite Finishing Company. It is otherwise irrelevant whether the information is true or false. About his history. Christian delivered a scale model of the Guidestones and ten pages of specifications. The five-acre site was apparently purchased by Christian in October of 1979 from farm owner Wayne Mullinex. Mullinex and, and I realize Mullinex sounds like a, like a, another suspicious name, <laughs> <laughs> but he's actually a real person. Mullinex and his children were given lifetime cattle grazing rights on the Guidestones site. Okay. Uh, on March 22nd in 1980, the monument was unveiled before an audience variously described as 100 or 400 people. Christian later transferred ownership of the land and the guidestones to Albert County. So, okay. he pours $100,000, tons of work from these Port Granite people, and these stones go up, and then he goes, signs a piece of paper, now it's yours, County. <laughs>
1: okay...
0: It would cost the county too much money to take it down, and also, I think they're just like, it's out in the middle of nowhere. Who gives a shit? Like, it's...
1: it's...
0: (laughs) There is a message consisting of a set of ten guidelines or principles engraved on the Georgia Guidestones in eight different languages. So, you have four stones, and imagine them as like, I don't know, like a candy bar. (laughs) And you'd, you'd have two sides of I'm thinking like a Hershey bar. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Let's make it a Nestle Crunch bar. A Nestle Crunch bar. You got the part that says "crunch," and then you got the backside with all the like little rice bumps. Yeah. So you have two sides of each one of these um, guide stones, and on each side are the following things written in the following languages. So we're working with English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, Hebrew, Arabic, traditional or Mandarin Chinese. And Russian.
1: Huh. I... Swahili's an interesting choice while leaving out...
0: I know. It's almost like, don't forget black people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It seems kind of random. Yeah, okay.
0: So, here are the ten guidelines, Marissa. Okay. One. I'm going to ask you why you think this thing exists after this. Okay. Okay. One, maintain humanity under five hundred million.
1: Ooh, I don't like this. This makes him seem more like a Nazi.
0: In perpetual balance with nature. Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. That was number two.
1: This gets worse and Nazi every time you say something.
0: Number three, unite humanity with a new with a living new language. Okay. That one doesn't sound bad, right?
1: (laughs) No, yeah. yeah.
0: In its context.
1: I'm sorry, yeah, that doesn't sound good. Uh, I could see the New World Order thing, too.
0: Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Yes. Number five, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Okay. I mean,
1: the six.
0: Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. You can think of that like, you know, like the U.S. theoretically, right? We got the Supreme Court and then we got state courts, all that. Yeah. Number seven, avoid petty laws and useless officials. Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number eight, balance personal rights with social duties. I thought you'd be happy to learn that duty... Is on the guide star. <laughs> I mean, not with
1: a D, is it?
0: No, <laughs> that
1: would be awesome. I'd rather,
0: or- only one D. Um, <laughs> number nine prize: truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite.
1: Okay.
0: And number ten, be <laughs> Number ten, be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room yeah. for nature. It's on there twice. So,
1: that's weird. So if I'm the city, okay, I understand the thing that it's too difficult to, too much money to take them down. But it can't be that much money to etch out an engravement. I would etch out at least a couple of those. <laughs> that problematic.
0: Now, can you think of a rational reason? Uh, I guess rational is not the right word. Some people well, think. I'm sorry. Do you have an do you want idea? Me
1: to give a, a guess? Well, I mean, I, I don't know for sure, but I mean, you said that it was supposed to be built to be able to withstand natural disasters, right? Yes. Can I make that up?
0: A- Detective no, Marissa has solved the case.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, this is supposed to, I guess, um, withstand anything, even if it's, like, the end of the world. And so, like, those are rules. For a new civilization that rises from the ashes or something? Yeah. Okay, that's very weird.
0: Now, some people say that the Georgia Guidestones support or endorse, like, eugenics and genocide. So, it sounds like it does?
1: <laughs> it sounds like it does if you say to face value, but if you think about the fact that it's I guess for a new population that it's not telling you to do these things instead of the current population. Like, I don't know. It does yes. sound like
0: There's a lot <laughs> of people online who talk about it and they say, this advocates killing 80% of the living, of <laughs> living humans. And it's like, no, it's...
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I heard the whole thing, I realized it's not what I originally thought about Nazis.
0: <laughs> I also think it's like there's there's a part of me, now listen, I value human life and blah blah blah, but there's a part of me that's like, I mean, listen, if it was 500 million, don't you think, <laughs> like, like, we wouldn't have climate change issues and blah blah blah?
1: <laughs> but I guess I want to know where that number comes from. Like, is that based on some research, or is that just them like, like, just balls to the wall, just making up new rules?
0: Yeah, I don't think they really, I mean, Six people? I don't think they had, like, science backing this up. I think they were probably just, like, you know, well, Earth is pretty big. I bet you if there was, like, 500 million.
1: Yeah, I guess, like, that's the thing, like...
0: Considering I- there's 7.3 billion right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, I'm I'm top down from the, their Nazis things, though. I, I mean, I could still be open to it, but uh, I want to know a lot more about the people who made those and paid for it.
0: R.C. Christian also wrote, This is, see, this is where I think somebody sounds crazy. Wrote a corresponding book.
1: (laughs) Okay.
0: Um, And that was published in 1986. The book is called Common Sense Renewed. Thomas Paine, classic philosopher, would we say philosopher? I guess so. I guess social philosopher. He wrote a book called Common Sense. And this Mm -hmm. is Common Sense Renewed. And he claims in this book uh that there's no mysterious purpose or ulterior motives behind the monument he he made it what's interesting is like this is a $100,000 tweet and like he put it up and now anybody can read it and take anything they want from it yeah. and so yeah somebody could see that and go oh my gosh this is horrible yeah in the documentary that i watched which is called the Georgia guidestones movie <laughs> Okay. Um it's uh there was a near like a, a local Christian pastor who was like I've seen satanists out there in the middle of the night and I've seen candles burning in in the night and people in robes and they must be making sacrifices and all this sort of stuff and it's like I don't know, bro. Like really? <laughs> also,
1: I just have to say witches and santero and bruja people and people who are into like dark magic exist but do Satanism really exist i my church used to say satanists exist all the time and that not my current church and that they would like sacrifice animals on halloween which isn't isn't real uh do you think like real and there is satanist satanism But a lot of people say Satanism says you're your own God and that uh, it's not like a I pray to Satan thing. Do you believe like that actually exists like quote unquote Satanists with candles in the middle of the night doing weird rituals?
0: I would bet that some people are in fact like worshipping Satan like worshipping evil. But I doubt that there's enough of them that believe it to have a ceremony yeah
1: yeah. like I thought, there's like a church of Satanists united that's what I'm saying yeah. I'm not saying people don't do it I'm just saying like I don't think there's a movement we need to really be aware of
0: and that's and, how they get you Marissa
1: oh uh, yeah I mean also the Conjuring 3 buys into this but that's neither here nor there
0: <laughs> um and then there's the documentary on Hulu Hail Satan which talks about the Satanists and and, uh, religious rights and stuff like that. Yoko Ono (laughs) is one of the listed interpretations on uh, Wikipedia. She says that the messages are a stirring call to rational thinking.
1: Yoko Ono's fine. I neither like or dislike her, but I don't go to her to be a source on anything.
0: Yeah. Uh Wired magazine stated that unspecified opponents have labeled them as the 10 commandments of the antichrist.
1: Wait, but there's nothing evil in that. I feel like
0: the, like one of the antichrist commandments would be like forcefully have sex with people. Like like I don't know, <laughs> yeah. like evil stuff is what I would think, but
1: I don't know. Churches need something to be mad about.
0: And, of course, Marissa, the Guidestones had become the subject of interest for conspiracy theorists. One of them, uh, an activist named Mark Dice, demanded that the Guidestones be smashed to a million pieces and then the rubble used for a construction project. I really like that the last part is there. <laughs> Don't just what? smash them into a million pieces and leave them there. Smash them into a million pieces and, like, line a driveway with them. <laughs>
1: Oh, he didn't specify like what kind of
0: construction project? No <laughs> okay. sorry, that I, I didn't say quote, but that is a direct quote. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Cool. He claims that the guidestones are um, of a deep satanic origin and that R C Christian belongs to a Luciferian society uh, related to the New World Order. At For the unveiling what of
1: what
0: happened? What are you what is this based off of? <laughs> just I guess feelings <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know the answer but yeah like well okay cool like
0: proof um, at the unveiling of the monument a local minister proclaimed that he believed the monument was for was quote for sun worshippers for cult worship and for devil worship end quote
1: first of all I don't know while I am not a sun worshipper I don't know that sun worship is in and of itself evil
0: Uh, but if you're worshiping the sun, you can't worship Jesus. So to a Christian minister, yes, it is evil.
1: (laughs) I guess I understand why this is seen as evil, even though it doesn't really say anything evil, but I guess it's because the Ten Commandments already exist. So you would be like, what man has the right to make a new set of rules to live by? So now now it's suddenly kind of sinking in.
0: But you don't think that when you're browsing through BuzzFeed and it's like ten socks that'll light your feet up, (laughs) <laughs> it's just like a nice round number if you're putting a list together.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's a church out there who who talks about the evils of Budspeed, but again, neither here nor there. So,
0: <laughs> Conspiracy theorist Jay Widener has said that the pseudonym of the man who commissioned the stones, R.C. Christian, resembles Rose Cross Christian or Christian Rosencrantz, or sorry, Christian Rosencruz, the founder of the... Rosicuri, Rosicuri, Rosicrucian? Thank you. <laughs> Order, yeah, yes. Okay. okay, Marissa, what do you got on the Rosicu- Rosicrucians?
1: It sucks because I don't remember because I have so many different orders in my mind. I don't know who is what and if they're evil or bad, but I know their name.
0: They um. Claimed- I'm sorry,
1: evil or good? I just said evil or bad, as if those were. <laughs> Sorry, continue.
0: They claim to have like origins all the way from like Egypt and and basically like coming from all sorts of places coming together to make one sort of order. Um, but it kind of sounded like ideal Christianity mixed with, and I I'm not going to say that they're two different things, but. In my head, I never really... Like, when I was growing up as a Catholic, nobody ever talked about nature. So, uh, what I'm trying to say is it seems to take some of those Christian ideals and sort of nature and preservation, maybe with a dash of mysticism here and there. (laughs)
1: Mm, Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: One interpretation of the Stones is that they describe, as Marissa said, basic concepts required to rebuild a devastated civilization. Author Brad Metzler notes that the stones were built in 1979 at the height of the Cold War and thus argues that they may have been intended as a message to the possible survivors of a nuclear World War III. Yeah, but like,
1: if someone was rebuilding society, it might be helpful to find some uh, writings left behind about how to build houses out of logs or like...
0: like Man has always figured that out. (laughs)
1: But I just feel like man can figure out that stuff too, with the exception of the thing that wants. The Marissa population. wants
0: the Georgia Guidestones replaced with Wiki How.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, with the exception of the thing about the specific time to cut off the population, isn't it just like be nice and like nature? Like, wouldn't that just be something you'd. Like, I don't know. That just seems I know. Used.
0: It seems. It seems much more interesting as a reminder for modern man rather yeah. than, you know, or modern humanity rather than. um But again, you know, maybe if you are like, de- depending on the post-apocalyptic movies you choose to see, um, you might be like, oh, everybody's killing each other because there was a nuclear holocaust and everybody's fighting for resources and this, that, and the other where this is going to be like, hey. Be nice to each other, um, but, but if you okay. if you were talking about you know like the world being devastated by nuclear attack, I don't know I don't know what nature is really going to be left to you know preserve.
1: But also like okay, I've heard of this before, but I didn't remember any specifics about it. I would say if I mentioned this to like everyone I know, maybe two people would have heard about it. If the world ends and has to be built anew. I don't think anyone's gonna know to look for this.
0: Right. So like it's like it's in Georgia, but it's just
1: like Bumblefuck Georgia.
0: Right. It's just uh I can't remember how many miles, but it's like um it's close to the border of South Carolina. And listen, I'm not gonna lie, sometimes I forget South Carolina even exists. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Even though I know that North Carolina does, I don't think... Oh, there's a South Carolina. <laughs> I get
1: it, I get it.
0: So, um, Sorry
1: to all North Carolina listeners.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, again, uh, Brad Metzler, much like Marissa, is saying uh, the engraved suggestion is to keep humanity's population below 500 million could have been because... Or could have been under the assumption that war or something else, famine, something had already reduced humanity below this number. The guidestones were briefly shown and discussed in the documentary films *Sherman's March* and *Endgame: Blueprint for Global Enslavement*, which is an Alex Jones documentary.
1: <laughs> I mean, yes. Speaking of Alex Jones, like I know, I know he's not exactly QAnon, but I'm surprised these don't have some sort of significance, considering how. Cuckoo Town, QAnon, and all the offshoots have become. Like, this seems like something so awesome to, like, just fuck around with in terms of just, like, reading into it and making people join cults and making people believe weird conspiracies. Like, missed opportunity.
0: I, um... This is gonna sound silly, but I'm glad you said fuck around, because in the documentary, which you can all watch at guidestonemovie.net Um... in the documentary, they talk to a bunch of people. And then at the end, they do sort of like a supercut of the answer to the question, what do you think is up with the Georgia Guidestones? Uh-huh. And there are a couple of people who are like, I would guess like maybe in their 20s. And they talk about how when they were kids, they would like climb on top of them. They would... um Like, write weird things in the dirt or something like that. They would leave weird items there so that people would think it was a satanic thing. (laughs)
1: That's really fun.
0: (laughs) So, like, that's an interesting part. Some people believe that Fedley, um, just built this on his own. And the idea was that it was going to be somehow a tourist attraction.
1: yeah, I could see that.
0: And that it was also sort of going to be a monument to what could be done with, like with granite and by this granite company.
1: I mean, that's stupid, but if if it wasn't in the boonies, I'd, I'd look at it. If it was like in New York, I'd, I'd look at it. Like, it's just such an odd place.
0: Yeah. So lastly, um, (laughs) Congresswoman, Marjorie Taylor Greene Oh,
1: so this does come back to (laughs) QAnon.
0: Responded to a 2018 Facebook post endorsing a number of conspiracy theories, including one about the Guidestones. Taylor Greene wrote, This is all true. By the way, I have seen the Georgia Guidestones. And I want to see if I could...
1: Wait, what is all true?
0: Uh, I'm almost there. I forgot to pull this part out. So... Let's see. What? I'm not going to go through the whole tirade because it's long. Okay. <laughs> but this is somebody this is the, this is the good part. Somebody comments on YouTube. Or, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, this is all on Facebook. And they leave this long tirade, and it's like, uh, Reagan was the only outsider until Trump, and they tried to kill him so the first Bush could start this New World Order bullshit even earlier. The Bush family, three or four generations, friends with the Hinckley family, who was Reagan shot by John Hinckley Jr. Here is where it started. And then there's a YouTube video. P.S., Oh, the YouTube video goes to George H.W. Bush's New World Order speech. If you want to look that up on YouTube. speech? You psychos. P.S. Look up the Georgia Guidestones. It says the same in eight languages. When you see what it says, keep in mind that the world population is over 7 billion people and Barbara Bush knew the plan and went along with it instead of exposing it.
1: What the fuck is happening?
0: It's just a one minute long video and it might take make your head pop from anger and the paris accord that luckily president donald j <laughs> G- trump is smart enough to have gotten the usa out of oh, gosh. <laughs> u.n agenda 21 and 30 i guess it's supposed to be say plus but it says pus uh, that <laughs> accord are all killing off about 6.8 of the 7.3 billion people on earth so
1: what?
0: Oh, using this lie that is climate change slash global warming as their excuse. So we're going to kill a bunch of people so that we only have 500 million people left. And then we can start our Georgia Guidestone boogie. Um, Marjorie Taylor (laughs) Greene writes, that is all true. By the way, I have seen the Georgia Guidestones.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What a dumb bitch. (laughs) Oh my God! <laughs> uh,
0: so anyway, um, she's a terrible person and yeah. I, and she's still in office didn't know that
1: <laughs> yeah i I did it's very sad it didn't she have like, didn't she just go on tour with the matt gates pedo guy?
0: Probably it seems like i she was on she was on Alex Jones yesterday, so
1: how do you know
0: that? Because I looked her up because I was like, this name sounds familiar, but I needed oh. like a refresher on how psych- psychotic she was. Um, and I was like, oh, and and her tweets showed up in like a Google preview. And it was like live now on Alex Jones. Oh,
1: yeah, I think they may have removed her from her leadership position in. in-
0: oh, probably like yeah. on a committee.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the most that happened to her, if any, if that even happened. But, anyway.
0: So, that is the end of the Georgia Guidestones. Plugs. If I'm going to plug something else besides and Doss, it's going to be GuidestonesMovie.net. It's a very independent, low-budget documentary. Um, but it's really interesting when they start talking about... I, and granted, I... Not granite, but granted, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I did fast forward through some of the woodworking stuff, but it's really interesting.
1: Oh, I don't our past guest, Mike Jackwood. Sorry, <laughs>
0: I meant I meant stone working. Oh, okay. But um, it's interesting to learn how they cut this thing out of the ground, and then they start putting letters on it and what have you and i'm looking at these letters and i'm like it's interesting that they're all so perfectly etched just like if you were to go to a cemetery and you see a bunch of names and you're like man how come nobody messed up you know like chiseling in that letter and it's because nobody chisels it in they sandblast it anyway uh
1: (laughs) oh i didn't know that marissa Yeah,
0: You got any questions, any thoughts, any feelings about the Georgia Guidestones?
1: I like it. That was more interesting than I thought. And I still don't know why I know about the Georgia Guidestones. And so thank you for giving me that context. All I do anymore is listen to podcasts, and then they all congeal, and I can't tell heads (laughs) and tails about anything. So I don't think it's a good thing. but um, I love the fact
0: that a person can just show up and be like, I'm going to build this thing. I'm good for the money. You take care of the project. <laughs> and uh and then when it's done, he signs it over to the county and he just disappears.
1: <laughs> yeah, like bad things could be done if it's that easy.
0: Some people Why say are made
1: something more sinister and give it into the county.
0: <laughs> yeah, and some people are so um convinced that it was just the um Oh, I forgot to tell you. What? Okay. Some people are so convinced that it was the guy who runs the Granite Company, who just put the whole thing together, um, that one other person, a guy who's in the documentary, met R.C. Christian, and he talks about his meeting with him, and how it was really short, and this, that, but, like, he goes, (laughs) some people tell me that that wasn't R.C. Christian, but that was an actor that Fedley oh. hired <laughs> for the afternoon.
1: But then, what's the game?
0: And if it's, but even if you did hire an actor to come in and play the guy, why wouldn't you have him meet more people than just this other guy? That's three people say they've met him.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I don't know. I don't understand what the fight. But <laughs> I will tell you. I, yeah,
0: the most maddening part of this story. You remember Wyatt C. Martin, the guy who runs the bank? He goes, I can't finance your project unless I have your name so that I can do a credit check and all that sort of stuff. And R.C. Christian gave him his real name. Okay. This man is in his 80s if he's still alive, and he Uh refuses to tell anybody. (laughs) And when the New York Times asks him, why won't you tell us, he goes, I gave this man my word and my word. Means a lot to me.
1: <laughs> so annoying. If I was on, I was on the in the latter half of my life, and I knew I could go any day. Now, I'd be willing to give up any secret, just yeah. so everyone knows that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, a, it's like yeah. it was forty years ago. Unless yeah, it unless it is Joe Fendley, then why don't you just tell people?
1: <laughs> Maybe it's Lucifer.
0: Mm, that's true yeah yeah
1: and you He's can't got, really he, break the
0: gotta a, the devil. i gotta do a credit check on lucifer <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah 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 <laughs> i don't know that's interesting though yeah that, that was weirder than i thought it was gonna be nice job pete thanks
0: plugs you got well. anything you want to plug any monuments, any stones, any Christians, any? Uh,
1: I will plug it as the weakest of the franchise, but still worth seeing because Vera Farmiga is, and what the fuck is that guy from Patrick? Wilson? Yeah. Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson are so just compelling characters. Uh, The latest Conjuring is out now. The Conjuring is one of my all-time favorite horror um, franchises. Yeah, definitely the week. Oh, so this is interesting. So I love scary movies. And I'm a baby. Like, I'm afraid of the dark. I believe in demons, ghosts. I believe in everything. Um, I have a family that loves scary movies, too. And a lot of them, like, are okay with gory movies. Like, I will only watch a specific kind of scary movie. Like, I won't watch anything gory. but, uh, But I still do love scary movies. So me and my family all watched The Conjuring this past weekend. And I was like, it's fine. It's the worst of the Conjuring franchise, but I still think it's decent, because I love the other ones, and two of my cousins and an aunt said it was the scariest Conjuring movie they had ever seen, they couldn't sleep, they had nightmares, creepy things were happening, and it's going to stay with them forever, (laughs) and I was like, what the hell are you talking about? So... If you watch it, I'm very curious to know what you think. Maybe it's because, again, it has to do with, like, Satan worshippers, like, making deals with the devil and stuff, which I'm just kind of like, that's something scary to me. But, yeah, I just, I I really want to know what other people think about it. Because I was like, are we watching the same movie?
0: There was a point in it where I was like... I think it's time Lorraine goes out on her own and leaves Ed behind.
1: <laughs> oh, so you did watch it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Talk about, I say we talk about it up air and it could be a patron.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's my plug. Um, yeah. So thank you for listening guys. You can call us at 570-PODWOD1. Um, slide into my DMs at Risk Vandal. If you are one of our patrons, I still haven't sent out your mail because I I'm waiting for my stamps to come in the mail. (laughs) But uh, they will be sent out by next week. Uh, Anything else, Pete?
0: Um, Go Jazz.
1: Okay, bye! bye! Bye!